I play good it's me, Alan Smith, with the Puckley Stories of today's paper on Wednesday, October the 11th. Uh, so, the uh, front page of today's not uh, much of a story to it, it's more of a thing inside, I think, but it's uh, just uh, northeast in grip of dementia time bomb, it says. So, uh, city and shire deaths linked to illness has tripled in just two decades. And an expert says aging population is key factor as cases continue to soar. And um, the PNJs did a study that will reveal social and financial impact of health crisis. So um, there's a picture of some old folk uh, in uh, the front of the paper here. And, um, you know, it's just obviously, I mean, common sense would tell you that. The, you wouldn't hate to be an expert like this person here says aging population is key factor because, uh, you know, it's just... It happens when, uh, you know, I'll get a bit of dough sometimes, if they're lucky, they do not. And, um, but it seems to be more and more hard, but probably because there's more and more folk living, it's like a long time, there's bound to be more folk that gets a bit of uh, reveled now and again. So, um, and unfortunately it looks like, in the front of the paper here, there's a lad that looks a wee bit like me, but, um, yeah, hopefully I've got a few years to gain yet before I'm clean, uh, dotted out together, but yes, it's just, and it's not just Aberdeen, sir. It's our place, I suppose. It's, yeah, as I say, when folk live longer, there's bound to be more of them, but uh, more folk than there ever was before. It's uh, got dementia. Just common sense. Now, here's an Academy Acton Heat teacher. We'll start uh, within weeks after resignation. So, this is a crisis hit Northfield Academy. as a painter, a new Acton Heat teacher that will start after October holidays. Uh, yesterday, when the PNJ says that uh, Douglas Watt was stepping down for his position after three and a half years in a row. In a letter sent to parents and pupils and seen by the PNJ, he said he'd made a decision for personal reasons that couldn't have been anticipated. Uh, but Dean Kunzel has now confirmed Craig McDermott will take on the role of acting heat teacher for October the 30th. Uh, Mr McDermott is heat teacher for additional support needs and outreach across the city and is part of the tactical team which was set up to help make improvements at Northfield Academy. Um, uh, Mr. Watt wrote to, to accommodate my request, the local authority has secured support from Mr. Craig McDermott to take up post as acting head teacher at Northfield uh, Academy. This will ensure a smooth transition and stability for the school. Um, a council spokeswifey said uh, Craig McDermott is an experienced head teacher for support at Northfield as part of the tactical team. Um, in his letter, Mr. Watt said, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time at Northfield Academy and it's been a privilege to serve the Northfield community and work with the incredible young folk, uh, parents, carers, school partners and staff team. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to bide any longer. I think um, we get a tough job. But anyway, good luck to both the money, McDermott, and, uh, you know, let's see if we can help to turn it about a bit and get a better reputation for this goat just now because it's... Uh, Certainly isn't the greatest. Now here's a crowd steaming to city for Flying Scotsman's visit. So the sun and the crowds come out for the arrival of the Flying Scotsman in Aberdeen. Train enthusiasts turned out to catch a glimpse of the famous steam engine at the Ferry Hill Railway Heritage Trust Yard. Uh, despite being the heart of an ongoing investigation following a low-speed collision in Aviemore last month, the appearance got a heat. Uh, there was elation at, at the trains uh, as the train's iconic front appeared into view, uh, bland steam in the faces of delighted 
onlookers lining the fence. Uh, Jake Brothers took an afternoon off for primary school to visit with his dad uh, for thought it was a good educational opportunity. As you would, the pair saw the Flying Scotsman in New York a couple of weeks ago for the one holiday, but train fan Jake was keen to see it again. He said, I like anything mechanical, uh, and trains are mechanical. Uh, Craig Roy and Alistair Glenn met at the Ferry Hill rail site six months ago when they were uh, both fleeing drones. A different train had arrived and they bonded over a passion for airborne photography. Okay. Um, uh, both were their drones overhead yesterday with old technology meeting new, as Mr. Roy put it, uh, his drone just a few weeks old while the locomotive is celebrating its 100th birthday this year. Um, Bob Pringle, for 78, worked as an engineer in his youth and remembers seeing the Flying Scotsman in the 1950s. Uh, he said, these locomotive fans are not us, but it's a wonderful thing. So, well, I think there's something to be said for that. And, uh, but anyway, it's uh, certainly a good turnout to see it. And, uh, you know, it's a marvellous sight, isn't it? Getting them off it is the most famous train in the world, and it's a flying Scotsman up in Aberdeen for another visit. Now, here is a frustration over the lack of birthing pools available through the NHS. So, uh, a wifey for took on grumpy and pool hire says it is far more work than she had expected. Subsea engineer Stephanie McPherson took over the volunteer run scheme, which provides free birthing pools for home water births back in July. Uh, demand has soared since the NHS birth and pools, uh, two in Aberdeen Maternity Hospital and one each in Peterhead and Inverurie, uh, they've all been shut. Dr Grayson Elgin has a birth and pool, but the uh, Murray Hospital is too far for a lot of folk to travel to, apparently. Uh, many frustrated mothers have come to Stephanie. Uh, she said it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be, uh, which she said of the scheme which first started in 2018. But Lethen Dunn's teacher, Becca Craig, was one of the wifeys who wanted a water bath, but discovered she couldn't get in due to the closures. Her daughter was born four weeks ago in Aberdeen Maternity Hospital, but she says that she had been uh, that had she been able to use a bath and pool, an epidural might not have been necessary. Um, Catherine Masterton, for Grumpy and Maternity Voices Partnership, said the closures are far from ideal and wants that the pool closures are limiting birth options for mothers to be across Aberdeen and the Shire. It's causing a lot of stress and anxiety for wifeys and their families, she said, and stress for a pregnant person is no good for themselves and, and not a baby. Uh, back at Grumpy and Pool Hire, Stephanie has already made changes to cope with the extra demand, which she's put squarely down to the NHS Grumpy and Birth and Pool closures. Um, when she took out in July, the service had five pools, um, and now she's got up to, up to eight, but despite the increase in pools, uh, demand has reached the point where she has been forced to turn Fukawa. Uh, she says, I do my best to get Aubrey in, but it's never very nice not being able to help folk out. So, well, there we go. I didn't even realise that was a, it was, was a problem. I didn't even kind of could. It was a thing in the NHS before, but, um, you know, uh, obviously due to cutbacks, it's not available in the MR, but except up in Elgin. So, um yeah, well, at least that's uh, wifey and the, the charity is doing um, for the can to help the folk for us winter us out, but um, obviously can't kind of please Abdi, so very tricky situation. And, you know, I think um, it's very difficult for the NHS to be everything for everybody, but, um, 
you know, a decade versus is a thing they're going to bring back, I know, but uh, obviously distressing for some folk that it wins this, uh, you know, Berthard Pools, but I can't if it'll happen in the end. But good work by Stephanie, I would say. I mean, uh, since I didn't have enough of Brute, I'm going to serious comment. I want to um, say nothing about it, really. Certainly, I'm going to jokes about it because I'll be, maybe I'll be found in a pool of blood. Now, here is a hundred years since the BBC in Aberdeen is celebrated. And uh, it's a hundred years since the BBC Aberdeen launched in the heart of the city. But a century on, Aberdeen is still at the heart of the BBC. Uh, today, it's a modest doorway passed by thousands of Aberdonians every day without a second thought. But a century ago, the airwaves crackled into life for a little studio at 17 Bellman Street. No, I didn't care that, no. There was great anticipation as those electric dreams of wireless broadcasting came to fruition in the city. The broadcast was overseen personally by Director General John Reith, the founding father of the BBC, if I was born in Stonehaven, but considered himself an Aberdonian. Uh, Reith's mission still forms the cornerstone of the BBC today, and the legacy of his broadcasting principles still run deep in the corporation's output. Um, a century on, the seminal moment for Aberdeen and broadcasting has been commemorated with the unveiling of a plaque. Um, with the thanks in part to another Aberdonian, Sir William Noble, uh, it was thanks to, to Sir William Noble that broadcasting was established in Britain. When the BBC opened its station in Aberdeen, Noble penned an article for the P&J to mark the exciting occasion. Um, he, Noble devoted his life to electri electrical communication. He'd been a lecturer in electricity and telegraphy um, at Gordon's College in Aberdeen and was involved in British broadcasting from its infancy, going on to become chairman of the Broadcasting Committee. Um, in a P&J report, Noble spoke of the outcry in London that Britain was being left behind when broadcasting launched in America. Uh, but he summed it up as only a Scot would and said Britain was canny, nay slow when it come to dipping its day into broadcasting phenomenal. Uh, phenomenon. He said, as a matter of fact, we are nay being left behind. We are quietly watching America go mad over the new craze. Uh, at the time, experiments were being conducted in Britain, given quite uh, good, uh, given quite as good results as only thing obtained in America. Um, so, well, there we go, and there's a photo in here, and there's a plaque up, it just says, uh, the first radio studios in uh, the BBC in Aberdeen were based here from 1923 to 1938, so uh, you can go up Belmont Street, and you'll see you out there, and um, the two broadcasters, well-versed in Bracken stories, Jane Frankie and Rebecca Curran, yesterday unveiled a plaque to mark the, the centenary. Uh, Jane made her first report for BBC Scotland in 1979 in and Rebecca is a familiar face on report in Scotland. Um, so, well, they're uh, a tremendous thing and I, I have heard a few things about it in Radio Scotland this week when I've been tuning in. So, um, yeah, you know, fantastic achievement 100 years ago to be, uh, you know, having radio uh, come out to Aberdeen. Uh, Absolutely amazing when you think about it. So, uh, well done to them and that uh, good old lads. And I didn't realise that uh, the first BBC Director General was faced on Haven. A real <laughs> stickler for detail, I think. But uh, good show. 100 years. Excellent stuff.
I'll just finish up with sport as normal and the uh, back page of paper day is Devlin's prowess never in doubt. So uh, boss Barry Robson insists he never had only doubt that summer signing Nicky Devlin would fit in perfectly as an Aberdeen player. Uh, Robson's first move when appointed permanent Don's manager in May was to sign the defender. Uh, former Livingston captain Devlin uh, was Robson's first addition of a summer squad overhaul where 13 new players were secured. So... Um, yeah, well, I think Mace could agree it's quite a good move to get him in. He seems a very solid kind of lad. And um, fingers crossed that the season picks up a bit and goes for strength. This thing can only, only improve, really. Um, that's what we're hoping. So come on, everybody. Now, that's me done for now. So we published stories of today's press and journal on Wednesday, the 11th uh, October 2023. Um, and not too bad a day up in Aberdeenshire uh, uh, today, very, very windy, but, um, you know, not too cold, I wouldn't say, just uh, extremely breezy to watch a, a dog when you go to the boot in case he blew onto the road, but um, he managed to keep his feet in the ground most of the time. Uh, so, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, please make sure and tell a pal about it and um, try and get him to... Uh, Follow us on Spotify, and uh, then they'll never miss an episode, and I'll be, you know, uh, helping the knowledge they can uh, kick off their scene, put their feet up here, a cup of tea, and a fine piece, and get 10 minutes or so listening to the news in the Northeast um, through the Doric Express. That would just be, uh, you know, help them uh, every day just to relax for a wee minute. Uh, in the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Toodaloo.